I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the smoldering, the buoyant, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi, I am a good flotation device. <laughs> you know why I said you were buoyant? Oh, I know. <laughs> you made that sound so dirty. <laughs> I didn't start any of this. We are in Pleasant Picture Studio in, I think we're in Provo, Utah. And this is episode 90, How to Be Yourself More. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Not less. The thing is, is that everyone is always like, be, just be yourself. Hey, just be yourself. Or I'll be like, what do you guys want to see more of on my Instagram or in the podcast? And people will say, just be yourself, Allison. But you want to know the thing about just being yourself is when other people tell you to be yourself, what they're actually saying is, be that version of you that meets my needs that I like and feel comfortable with. That's exactly what people are saying. So you can feel like a big idiot if you want by genuinely being confused about how to be yourself, or you can be in complete and total denial that you're not affected by anyone's opinion or expectations ever, or we can have this super awesome conversation, just kind of like an integrity check, a gut check, or a little bit of a how-to if you're feeling lost in this moment. Who am I even anymore? So I hashed the these ideas out with Julie, who's new to the Allison Show team. She's awesome. And Nichelle. And also, I hashed some really cool ideas out with my AOD, my Awesome On Demand members. July is all about integrity in my Awesome On Demand program. Awesome On Demand is my monthly membership to help you be more of who you want to be, accomplish more of what you want to accomplish, and feel as awesome as you are. We love each month deep diving into an attribute, and July is integrity. And here's how I define integrity. It's when your actions meet your beliefs. And so what we've been doing systematically in Awesome On Demand is each week we have a different challenge. Each week we have something just like a thought nugget that we think about. We have a Facebook group. People can come check in. We live coaching. If you're interested in checking it out, go to the allisonshow.com forward slash Awesome On Demand. And last week we had a really cool conversation about this, how being yourself actually really aligns with having integrity and checking in on how your actions meet your beliefs. So there's two parts of that. There's an awareness with your actions and there's an awareness with your beliefs. What do you think about being yourself, Eric? I don't think that you would sit around being like, I don't know how to be myself. Like, I think you might feel like it comes naturally or what do you think? I don't know. I probably struggle with the same things everyone else does. No, you're perfect. You're flawless. I'm very buoyant. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to get back to that. I wanted to just leave everybody hanging. We invested... Solid investment. Listen, we don't (laughs) recklessly spend very often, and I want to be 100% clear. This was not gifted. This was not given. This was absolutely irresponsibly purchased at full price. Even though they said they were giving us a discount, we bought a hot tub, and our lives will never be the same. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It really is like the most... I feel like you're finally yourself. That's... (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the lesson. Anyway, we've been really enjoying that, and we can share more on that later. But I just, I want to jump into episode 90, how to be yourself more. And we really missed our hot tub when we recently went on our RV trip. Yeah, we kept talking about when we were going to bed in the RV, we just, if if it wasn't me, it was her, we'd say, man, I wish we were in the tub right now. Oh, in the hot tub, sipping bubbly, I won't sing the rest of the dirty lyrics. Don't stop, get it. Get it. Hey, but going back to beliefs in action. Yeah. It's so easy to get lost in. I mean, it's not like you're not having integrity when you're just living your life. Like, I believe in spending responsibly, well, but I also believe in buying hot tubs sometimes. Well, no, I was I was thinking this month I, as I focused more on like what my beliefs are. So mm-hmm. I, I realized that my actions weren't totally what my beliefs were. And so it's, and I thought, well, what do I believe? And so I have been like introspective this month of like, okay, what type of person do I want to be? Would you say it has to do with awesome on demand and the emails you've been getting? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for leading me there. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted you to plug it. (laughs) Hey, but my point is, is when you figure out what you believe and work to make your actions match that, then I think that's becoming your true self. And I think I might've oversimplified it, but that might be it. Well, what we're going to do in this episode is we actually have four action items that I really think can help you be yourself more. And you definitely jumped the gun and got to one of our action items. And I absolutely love that. But before we get there, I still want to discuss a little bit because I think when we're able to give language to the things that are causing us frustration. It can alleviate a lot of shame. It can alleviate a lot of guilt. It can make us feel less alone. So I wanted to shed a little bit of insight into, I think, why some of us, especially as we become adults and we get, you know, more years under our belt, can feel less like ourselves when you think the older you get, the more like yourself you should feel. Right? Like, why does that happen? And I think a lot of it has to do with something I posted on Instagram about our RV trip, where I said, on the RV trip, I was having a really hard time. And I realized it was because when we were in that motorhome and there were 10 of us, we were with my brother and his kids and our dog. When there were 10 of us and the dog in the motorhome, it was really easy for me to get stuck feeling like I constantly had to be in this role of mom. And mom has to do this and mom has to do that. The thing about me and the role of mom is that I've never felt completely identified with it. I've never felt super comfortable with it. I don't like when people say, hey moms. I'm like, you're not talking to me. I'm Allison. Now there's a lot of people out there who really identify with the role of mom or really identify with the role of wife. I very much identify. It's not that I don't identify with any role. I very much identify with the role of entrepreneur. And I think we tend to sometimes over identify with roles where we feel good and confident or roles that help us increase our perception or our value of ourselves. What happens when we start to overly identify or just even identify with certain roles, whether it's friend, roommate, student, boss, employee, employer, sister, when we overly or just tend to attach to these roles, we start functioning and performing in the way we think we are supposed to perform in the role rather than bringing ourselves 
to the table. And I think as adults, as we're trying to set goals and we're trying to be successful and we're trying to have our actions meet our beliefs, we can start to think, what is it a mom is supposed to do? And start taking the actions of what we think a mom is supposed to do rather than asking, what is it that Allison believes? What does Allison want to do? Who am I as a person? What are the things that I want to have contribute to my being? And then take an action from that place rather than taking the action from the role as a dad. That's it seems simple, but it's very, uh, it's like you got to peel back so many layers and really analyze what you value. Like yeah. if, if you value some role, like if I value that I'm a musician and that's where I find my value, I can see where if say I lost my ability to be a musician, yeah. where that could re- be very detrimental. Whereas I love the opposite of that is I'm this amazing, beautiful soul. And I bring that to what I do in life. And I love what you brought up there, that if you lost your ability to be a musician, then you can have this huge identity crisis. And who am I? And when I was hit running and I no longer could run to manage my anxiety and depression, I could no longer use anxiety to manage my anxiety and depression. I then was left having to identify with other ways to manage my anxiety and depression. And it's easy for me to overly identify with, I use these practices and these habits to manage this thing. And these help me be the person I want to be. And it actually has been a little bit of a mind F Mm -hmm. as of late. My sister-in-law on the RV trip was like, um, have you been making cookies? And I said, actually, I can't sit like that and bend my head over to decorate the sugar cookies. It really hurts my neck. She was like, man, that sucks. And and then a couple days later, she was like, uh, have you been, I said, oh, I don't make dinner very often. And she said, you don't make dinner. And it was so sweet that she said that she's like, you're such a good cook. That seems like a loss that you don't yeah. <laughs> make dinner. And I said, you know what? After my accident, it was so hard for me to do these different to, to do things like make dinner and be on my feet and a lot of activities that I really love and have defined myself in the, pa- in the past, I couldn't do for a long time. And now if I am able to start to do them, I'm out of the habit of doing them. So then there's this added pressure and added guilt of this used to make me who I was and I don't do it anymore. Oh, now I'm physically well enough to start trying to do it, but I can't do it to the way I used to do it. And I think that same thing applies when you give birth, when you start a new job, when you move across the country. Anything that comes in and disrupts your habits can disrupt your roles and then disrupt who you think you are. Which is hard. So the point is is to not start from the roles and start from yourself, right? Exactly. And when we were discussing this in Awesome On Demand, most of the people were chiming in and saying, I'm recently realizing I've been lost in my job or I've been lost in taking care of a sick child or I've been lost in taking care of somebody else and I don't know who I am am and it feels horrible. That's why I wanted to talk about this before we jump into how to fix it is to say you're not alone. <laughs> like you're not alone. At some point everyone feels this way and more often than you think a lot of us feel this way and we might not quite have the language to put around it. And so I genuinely hope this is helping somebody realize, "Oh, I've been focused on this and so I don't feel like myself or I got lost in this role or I've over 
really identified with this or maybe you're transitioning maybe you're growing and maybe your interests are changing and you're feeling the need to hold on to old interest in order to keep yourself or keep other people comfortable with you that might look like a job that might look like a relationship because back to what I said before when somebody else usually says to you I want you to be yourself what they're really saying is I want you to be that version of yourself that meets my expectations and needs and they don't even mean that self I mean yeah. you, we, I'm not like throwing anyone under the bus with that we, I don't know who you are anymore I don't know who you are anymore <laughs> okay so now that we've talked about this we know you're lot not alone who are you how do you figure out how to be yourself more the first step is exactly what Eric said is you have to know yourself you need to get down to what some of your core beliefs are so this really helped me on the motorhome trip I spend a lot of time in awesome on demand with awesome with Allison podcast in business therapy my new podcast I know what my core beliefs are as a person I spend a lot of time reflecting on them and they of course can evolve and change they probably should absolutely but rather than focusing on what I thought a good mom should do on this RV trip where I was feeling the thing is as I felt like crap because I was trying so hard and I still was so miserable and felt like I was doing such a bad job Mm -hmm. and so it just was then reinforcing this belief of I'm a bad mom or I'm not a good enough mom or I can't do something like this so it was making me feel even worse so what I did is I started focusing on what does Allison believe what does Allison believe and as Allison I think it's important to take interest in others yeah you do that and so then rather than focusing on all the things that I think I should do as a prepared mom on a road trip with a whole bunch of people which I need a lot of alone time and I'm not getting that alone time I said to Eric I'm like I think one of the hardest things about this is I just don't feel like myself which was kind of a crazy thing to say yeah but in in retrospect I realized it's because I was focusing on how I thought I should be on this trip rather than on feeling into myself feeling into my power of who I am as a person and I believe in taking interest in others what does that look like as a mom or as a fun wife on the road trip which is what I wanted to be is taking interest in the children taking interest in my brother taking interest in his wife taking interest in Eric and what parts of the trip he's enjoying do you see what I'm saying yeah and you did shift midway. Thank you. I appreciate that. Also as Allison, I think it's important to speak to people in their love language. And this is actually something Georgia Anderson, I left a kind of a like, help me, I'm on a road trip post on my Instagram. And Georgia Anderson, who we interview, who is a child therapy relationship counselor, she said to me in a comment, just in passing, like, this is a great gift you're giving your family. And a couple people said that this is like a really great gift you're giving your family. And as Allison, I believe in speaking to people in their love language, not just in the way that I like to talk to people. That's something I've been trying to focus on, something I've been trying to do. And when I was reminded that this whole trip, the RV trip is not my idea of a good time. I could still have fun on it and I could still have a good time. But this trip truly was for my family. It was for my kids. It was a gift I wanted to give Eric because it's his idea of a good time. And it was a gift I wanted to give my children. And when I focused on giving it as a gift rather than functioning or performing in some role, it eased up a lot of stress. And in such a weird way that's like almost subconscious. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, I I, I did notice, like I said, you changed midway whenever you had this epiphany or whatever, you changed and 
you had a great time. So the first tip for how to be yourself is you have to know yourself more and know what some of your core beliefs are. So as we were discussing this in Awesome On Demand, several people were like, how do I discover or really focus on what my core beliefs are? And I thought, what a fantastic question. And then I remembered, I've already given you the best resource ever, and it is the best year ever worksheet. Oh, yeah. That we provided at the beginning of the year. It has you go through different focuses in your life and get down to what you believe and who you want to be. And so let go of the parameter of it's not the new year and text to 31996, all one word, best year ever. If you want that worksheet. And I really believe one of the best ways to know yourself and to know what your core beliefs are, are to sit down and write. Not just to sit down and think, not just to have a conversation with a friend, not just to listen to this podcast, but to actually sit down and write. It's not what do I want in my life, it's who do I want to be. And that worksheet is really going to help guide you through that. So that's that first tip is knowing your core belief. What do you feel like has helped you examine some of your core beliefs, Eric? Um, the awareness came when I felt disconnected. I thought, why don't I? F- why do I feel antsy? Why do I feel bored? And then I kind of saw like what I was doing was I hanging out on my phone. That's definitely like. So the awareness, I love that awareness of your actions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I felt disconnected. Then I thought, well, I'm a, I'm a person who loves learning. Mm. I don't want to be a person who plays games on my phone. So I would I would read a book or I would change it up, and that was. Yeah, just just the awareness and and being aware of when I wasn't feeling great. I love that. And so part of, I mean, I think there's two steps of awareness there. The first step is that awareness and acceptance of a feeling. Awareness that you're feeling disconnect, disconnected and rather than trying to squelch it or numb it, accepting it and then examining, are there different actions I could take to help me feel more connected? I love that. Okay. So tip number one, how to be yourself more is you need to know yourself and examine what some of your core beliefs are. And we do uh, brand promises in Allison's brand school and I I honestly think like the brand promises are what your core beliefs are oh yeah like as a person like it's almost like you would create the branding model for yourself so I actually think that could be a really cool workshop is to have people create like that branding model but for oh yeah that would be very valuable and that would be fun okay so tip number two for how to be more of yourself is accept there is no arrival accept that there is no arrival You are always going to be moving. You're always going to be transitioning. You're always going to be taking steps in the dark. So this idea that I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to arrive at mom or I'm going to arrive at wife or even you wake up and you think you've arrived at mom and then one of your kids change or one of your kids gets sick or you lose a child or I mean there's so many different things that happen. Well it's all a mirage. You think you arrived and then something changes and you can feel wrecked because you believed that you were in this solid arrived state. And so when we just accept or even are willing to entertain the idea that we're never going to arrive at some point, you're going to take actions more as yourself because you're not going to be trying to act within a certain box or you're not going to be waiting for the arrival. We talk about that a lot in the episode with my mom about being a lifelong learner. This idea of I'm going to wait till all my kids are grown up so I can go and learn this thing or go and take this class. 
when you do that, you really limit yourself. So if the idea is how to be more of yourself, the idea is how to take more action from a place of what is truly yourself. When you are waiting to arrive somewhere or you think you've arrived somewhere, you're boxing yourself in and you're you're going to take actions differently. Does that yeah. make sense? Is that too abstract? No, I, well, I don't think so. It's, what I'm getting is you're saying the mental construct of whatever you think you are yes. is going to fall on it because of external circumstance. Because we are dynamic human beings who right. are always transitioning and growing. Like the very cells of our body, our hair, our insides, our bowels. I mean, every single part of your body is transitioning and changing. You're regenerating new bones. You're regenerating new cells. So this idea that you're this static person who is not going to grow and transition, it's like expecting Fiona, who is the most adorable three-year-old on the planet, to always behave and stay as that three-year-old. Yeah. It seems like it's a it's a cry for control in your life that you don't actually have. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because tip number three is you can't control everything. Oh. <laughs> no, and, and that's really what it stems from. Okay, so I want to review them. In order to be yourself more, you need to take the time. You need to do some reflection. You need to know, know yourself. What are some of your core, core beliefs? And then you establish those core beliefs and realize, number two, that there's no arrival. You're always going to be transitioning. You're always going to be growing. I don't think that means you never take action. I don't think that means you go where I like to go, where it's like nothing really matters and I can't know anything. You just always take the best action you can. What's the best next right step from what you know and what you believe? That's the place you take action from. It's like that question of how do you know when you made it or what was the turning point in your career? Never has a single person been like, I knew I made it when. Yeah, they never say that. You never feel like you made it. So we we recently hosted an event and this Liz, she's the best. And I worked with her years and years ago on a project, maybe seven or eight years ago. And she walked up and she said, Allison, I'm just so happy for you and all of your success. And I was in kind of like a stressed, grumpy mood. And I said, what success? I'm a failure or something like that. And she just looked at me and she, she was super annoyed with me. And it just caused me to reflect like what would cause her to say over the last seven or eight years that I've had success when genuinely in a lot of moments all I'm doing is focusing on how I haven't arrived at what my version of success is yeah see see how (laughs) see how focusing on the arrival and not being able to accept that there is no arrival I'm when I am acting from this place of I'm a failure and I'm not good enough is that me truly being myself no is that me being my most highest serving version of myself. No. And that's what I want to be. So I think the goal isn't just to be more of yourself, but to be more of your best self, more of your highest functioning serving self. And I really believe these things are going to help us get there. And like Eric just said, tip number three is you can't control everything. You can't control anything. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Yourself, that's about it. Well, you know what you have responsibility for is how you show up. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you can do. Now, the other thing is you can't always show up as this exact perfect version of yourself you want to show up as. Sometimes I say snippy comments. Sometimes I blow up at my kids. That's not me showing up as my best self. But you know what? It's me showing up as my authentic self. <laughs> because my authentic self is flawed. My authentic self is not perfect. And so this idea of you can't control everything, I think also pairs really nicely with maybe that doesn't really resonate with you. You're like, I never thought I could. You can't be perfect at whatever, at whatever the thing is you think you need to be perfect at. Right. Right. 
Perfection does not exist. It cannot exist because it's it's subjective. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Okay, and then the fourth, the fourth thing that I think will really help you be yourself comes straight from our Awesome on Demand and my Year of Awesome calendar, and it's a challenge called Own Your Story. Owning Your Story. This idea of examining your story comes from this idea of really remembering that in your life, you're not the victim, you're not the villain, you're the hero. And you get to frame your story however you want. So I have been watching Burn Notice. And (laughs) there are seven seasons of Burn Notice. Around season five, it gets a little like, and then I was like, you know what? I can do them this kindness. I can hold out. I can hold on for one more day. And they do. They turn it around in season five. Season six is dynamite. Eric's enjoying, enjoying season seven. We're almost done. And I was watching Michael Weston, who's the spy, the main character of Burn Notice. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and they always have an impossible mission. And they're never going to make it. And with the amount of times Michael Weston has been shot at, Eric's like, does anyone ever get hit, right? (laughs) With the amount of times they've been shot at, you would think, there's no way Michael can do it this time. And this is stupid, but Michael Weston was riding a motorcycle through a hospital, and I was like, he's not gonna get away this time! Because it's getting towards the end of the series, and I'm like, something bad is gonna happen, somebody's gonna die. And I realized, if I can hold out for Michael Weston in burn notice, and do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, this is a thing, when we watch TV, it's called a suspension of disbelief. I'm choosing to suspend or pause my disbelief. I'm suspending my disbelief that regardless of the CIA coming at him and the cartel coming at him and people on his own team turning against him, he's going to make it. He's going to be the hero of the story. And I really just had this moment of that's a little bit, that's a lot bit how I feel right now at the end of this year or it it feels like the end of the year. It's only the middle of the (laughs) mother effing year. It's been a little bit of a rough year and things have been rough. And if I can suspend disbelief that contrary to the evidence I'm seeing at the moment, he's going to make it, I can do that for myself. And I really think that is part of owning your story and taking control of your story and not focusing on how you're the victim in your story, but focusing on you're the hero of your story. And part of owning your story is owning past mistakes, owning things you're not proud of in the past. Part of owning your story is not letting it define you. I remember after I was hit, I was talking to a friend and I said, I don't want to be the girl who was hit by a car. And she said, Allison, you're just going to be the girl who was hit by a car. And I snapped at her and I said, that's absolutely untrue. That's absolutely untrue. And the reason why I didn't want to be the girl who was hit by a car, it was several weeks after I'd been hit and I could barely make it out of the house. And we went to Ikea and this girl came up to me and said to her husband, honey, this is the girl who got hit by the car. And I was like, of all the good I've tried to do and of all the work I've tried to share in my life, if this becomes the thing, I'm, I quit, you know? That has never happened again. Yeah, that's it doesn't happen. Do you see what I'm saying? And I just share that as if something has happened to you, maybe you've gotten divorced, maybe you made a huge mistake and you're like, I don't want to be the person who's divorced. I don't want to be the person who did this. I don't want to be the person who's sick. You absolutely get to own your story. You absolutely get to choose what you focus on. And by you choosing what to focus on, it really does shift what other people focus on. It absolutely shifts what other people focus on. And so when I 
walk around telling people, oh, it's been a rough year. Oh, this didn't work out. And I could focus on all the ways it's been one of the most incredible years of my life. It's been one of the biggest growth years of my life for me as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not other areas that I wanted to grow, but for me as a person. Yeah, totally. I, I love you this year and, and all years, but especially this year. I know Eric keeps telling me he thinks I'm more attractive this year than ever before. And well, I'm like, I think it's because you like when my butt's bigger. <laughs> That may be a part of it. Okay, so there are four tips for how to be yourself more. And here's what I would say to you is why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because when you are able to show up as yourself rather than some role, rather than some version, rather than some person's expectation of you, when you're able to show up as yourself more, you're going to live a more fulfilled life. You're going to have less stress. You're going to have less depression. You're going to have less anxiety. And you're going to have more energy. You're going to have more clarity. You're going to have more focus. And what are you going to be able to do with that energy, that clarity, and that focus is you're going to be able to live a life that's truer to your dreams. You're going to be able to live a life doing the things you want to do. And you're also going to be able to live a life that isn't filled with a focus of doing. It's going to be filled with a focus of being. And you're not going to have to do so much in order to feel okay. You're just going to be able to be. You're going to be able to sit with your buoyant husband in your hot tub that you bought recklessly and feel okay just doing nothing. And that's my personal testimony of a big victory for me, just sitting and floating and doing nothing and being absolutely okay with it is a huge victory for me. And I feel so much more relaxed. And like Eric said, I'm just like a little more fun to be around. And I want that for you. So I hope this serves you. I hope this helps you. And Eric, do you have a review for us? There's so many good ones. Um, there's a lot of college students that are leaving. Oh, I love my college students. <laughs> Party. This one is from Ashley Archie. She says, This podcast has been such a beacon of hope in my life as I have discovered it a few months ago. Allison and Eric discuss so many thought-provoking topics in such an inspiring way. I often find myself on my drives to work wiping my tears after hearing something that I desperately needed to hear that day. The most recent podcast about becoming a lifelong learner has really inspired me. Being a college student myself, it is sometimes hard to find the curiosity in myself and the love of learning that I once had. But after listening to this, I have reignited that curiosity and love to learn and have begun to engage in those difficult pleasures that make me a better person. I have added classes to my upcoming schedule that are more rigorous and that will challenge me. I have changed my attitude towards school and am making the steps necessary to start my master's next year. Because of this podcast, I've made some amazing life changes and have felt my and have felt myself become more of a light to this world. So thank you. There, <laughs> there it is. What who that was Ashley? Ashley Archie. I mean, damn, right? Like, sorry, I try to keep it real clean for you guys, but just think about that. Ashley, thank you so much for that. And what I'm saying, think about that is, I'm just showing up, guys. I'm just trying to show up. And I I hope you can tell Eric and I have made a huge effort to show up consistently this year on the podcast. That's it. I'm just showing up as myself. And then sweet, beautiful, gorgeous Ashley is taking action on things that I'm sharing just as me showing up as myself and what she said that really triggered my emotions was that she feels like she's able to be more of a light to this world which is if you've been to Allison's brand school you know my ultimate goal for the work that I do is to help people 
feel their light and share their light. And I want to share light. So I really appreciate that, Ashley. If you will send an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com, we're going to send you a fun swag package from Party With Allison. And if you guys continue to leave those reviews, man, they mean so much to us. I'm going to share that review with my mom. I know it's going to absolutely make her day. Thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews. And you've been sharing on Instagram and tagging The Allison Show so I can see them. I appreciate it so much. We freaking love this podcast. Eric and I really love you. We're so grateful for the opportunity to share things that we know will serve you. (laughs) We know have helped us and we know can really help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. I want to leave you with my truth that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. What are you going to take us out on, mother? (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, my friend Mike Maurer's band. I've been producing his album. It's The band is called Valentine and the Regard. The instrumental of the song will be in the Pleasant Pictures Music Club library, so you could license it for your projects. It is called Into the Black Hole. You can use code AWESOMEWITHERIC for 20% off of all your music needs. Yes. Picture of you